0: Good evening and welcome to the Trundle Cast, our attic based bizarre after dark delve into the Trundle Manor, the family friendly house of oddities you never want to turn your back on. In this podcast, we'll show you why. I'm Mr. Arm, the proprietor and owner of Trundle Manor, and with us. For the rest of the podcast forever is the other half of Trundle Manor, the muse, the beauty, and the soul, Miss Velda von Minx. Hello. You could have given me a little bit more than that, baby, but I love you anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, you pretty much said everything that Mm. there is to say about
0: me. (laughs) We'll get in the swing of it. Oh, yes. So this is our very first podcast, and what we're doing right now is just trying to give you a little more of a glimpse into what Trundle Manor is. Also, if you can't handle swearing, please don't listen to this podcast. we can't
1: possibly censor ourselves.
0: Yeah, there's no way, shape, or form that we're going to be able to just tone nope. all that down just for you. Um, but I think it's going to be a fun little romp. Uh, we're going to talk about Friends of the Manor. We're going to talk about tours and how they work. We're going to talk about uh, why we're podcasting in the first place. Uh, and different and,
1: events that we have happening. We always yeah. have something and... It's a good way to advertise.
0: Toronto Manor is constantly doing things, and I think that that, uh, doing this podcast is going to give you guys a little bit more of an idea of why and what we're doing. We're not completely altruistic, but we're all not complete uh, villainous assholes. So I want you all to, to be able to feel that, and I hope that the listeners get that. What do you think? I, you think, I
1: think so. You think
0: we can pull this off?
1: I, I don't want to say this humanizes us, but... Maybe. Oh, for
0: the love of God. <laughs> if nothing else, it makes us more like gods. <laughs> uh, the music that you're listening to now is by Kevin McLeod, and it was picked up off in Computech, and it's uh, some royalty-free music. And the future podcasts are going to be musically touched by Velda herself. She's more into this than I am.
1: Yeah, I'm going to find some public domain, probably old-timey 20s and 30s novelty music. or Sort of like the kind of music we have on tour. Something happy and makes us feel like we're in one of those... Max and Dave Flesher cartoons with bobbly heads. <laughs> I like to feel that way. <laughs>
0: it just needs to be a background. It doesn't... Uh, it, much like the tour music, we just want it to be there to fill in the gaps when when uh, we have no idea what the hell to say next. Uh, and I think we'll be able to do that with, with Velda's help, so yes. that'll be good. Uh, our very first podcast, we're podcasting. I think the reason that I wanted to do this, one is for another excuse to do something... Um Trundle based And the other thing is Like we said It's because we want people to see what we're doing
1: Well this gets us comfortable talking about ourselves too Because uh, we, we've done interviews And we were on somebody else's podcast Marta,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Marta on the move
0: Uh We're some. very not good at talking about oh, ourselves
1: Oh god we suck at talking Cause That's why we drink our way through it
0: Every time I say this little rhetoric um uh, It's hilarious because it just counteracts itself but but uh, we have a hard time talking about ourselves because we do so much stuff and so much cool things and the people that we hang out with sometimes and the people that we talk to that do almost nothing with their lives and are so proud of the dumb little shit that they're that yeah, those they are the people that
1: are good at promoting themselves
0: they spend all of their time promoting and talking about what they do we'd
1: actually have money if we did that yeah
0: I know and we we make so much cool shit Velda does all of her amazing paintings and she's a, a beautiful costume or anything that we go to she ends up uh, putting together and and I do sculpture and uh, you know decoration metal, work, metal and, work. And, and, yeah anything with my hands really yeah. other than paint
1: I sort of describe us on tours because I talk about your child magician setup, and I said <laughs> you were the world's worst child magician, but you called yourself that because yeah. you were more concerned with how the trick actually worked than the showmanship aspect of it. And I say that makes a lot of sense now because we're mostly behind-the-scenes people instead of ever having become, you know, actors or musicians or anything like that.
0: Yeah, we, we like creating our own world, and I think that has less to do with what other people take from it unfortunately and we just more live about, in that world we, so we Yeah, that. because we grew up with nothing being good enough uh, Velda had to modify all of her clothing so mm-hmm. it was cool enough for her to put on and you know, I had to make robots out of hot glue and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and peanut butter jars. Oh no. <laughs> I did. That was my first robot. Do you robot. still
1: have any of those? That sounds adorable. No, I don't
0: think so. You should bring I them to robot-themed them the
1: birthday though. party next month.
0: Oh, that's coming up, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's uh, April 25th. Know. Mr. Arm and his new robot manservant, Perkins, will be celebrating their birthday. It's more again. for him.
0: It's less for me.
1: It is. So <laughs> we're inviting all the neighborhood robots to come play with him.
0: Yeah. Uh, Perkins... Perkins is an all-steel and metal creation of mine. He's more of a puppet. People ask if he moves on his own. He, he doesn't, but he's more of a puppet because I've shut off all his main systems. I just keep his life support going because I care about him so much that he needs to be able to compute those simple numbers for <laughs> me if I need them done. But He's a beautiful manservant, and he served, served with me in the deepest depths of Swiss Vale's forests. Yes. looking for specimens from Truddle Manor. But, uh, well, it's just an excuse to have a birthday that isn't really mine. Yes. So, everybody dress like a robot and bring lots of robot lube, which we like to consider booze.
1: Robot lube. I like robot that. Lube. Yeah. yeah, you so. better specify because we're going to have some yeah. weird people showing
0: up with Yeah, they might things. actually... Bring uh, robot lube. I assume that that's some sort of a sexual Hey, rule thing.
1: 34. There is something it yeah, It's something there.
0: I know there's tons of robot porn. Blech. Growing up, Dad had this...
1: Was it art crumb? Before you even say... It was no, right. it wasn't art crumb. Okay. It
0: wasn't art crumb. Okay. But Mom and Dad had... You know, they're both artists. So they and Dad was into comics and, yeah. uh, you know, art. And, uh, we had lots of art books. Uh, so as a young boy... It opened up a lot of things, but um, but there was this one book that was really cool to me, uh, and it was these. uh, I think it was Japanese, the artist, but it was like in that big craze in the eighties with the robots, and he did a few album covers actually. But they were like women robots that were all chrome, and he (laughs) knew how to like draw chrome, and you know, going to uh, industrial design school, they taught us how to do that kind of stuff because it was more about like. Because way back when you had to sketch cars and show what the concept was, and uh, and this this must have been how he learned how to do this stuff. But Sexy
1: it, lady robots. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it, that was like that was one of my books that I adored. Oh, that's you know. great. And, and you know, I think that helped me with my love of
1: robots.
0: <laughs> so the only thing that I can cry over, uh, truly, is a robot. Dying.
1: Yeah, there are certain child robot movies that we can't watch. Yeah. We just don't. Short circuit. Oh, yeah. I can't
0: even pull that off anymore. That's Short circuit. Uh, and the best is batteries not included. Oh, God. The They're ability. so tiny and so cute, and one of them almost dies, and it is terrible.
1: Why would you make that happen? That's Pilot. like having kittens die. And so depressing. Being like, Why?
0: Because, like, a, a human can fix itself and yeah, all Yeah, whatever. Baby dying is, you know, pff- but. Um, Gosh. But. Like robots, if they're broken, they're broken. You can weld them, maybe, but. All they can know. do
1: is look at you with their sad robot eyes and beg <laughs> you to fix them. <laughs> uh, Moving on. Yes. I'm
0: drinking one of Troutland Manor's favorite drinks uh, the rum, and special. rum and Orange Pop.
1: Diet sun diet, and Crack and Rum. Yeah, diet sun I just it, have stupid water because I'm giving tours all day. I, I would so much rather you're gonna, do this you'd than die. do tours all day.
0: Hey, what, tell us tell uh, tell the, the folks what we have going on tonight?
1: Uh tonight we are actually going next door to us, which I don't know if I should say. Do it. That are we?
0: Uh, No one's going to hear this, doesn't matter. All
1: right, next door to us. Uh they're doing an immersive theater performance which is uh it's a sort of new type of theater. We went to go see one like it in New York was called Sleep No More where you basically walk around uh, this set, and uh, well, that one was a little bit different. You could follow the actors around. This one is more... It's smaller, so there's, I think, a maximum of, what, six to eight people six, per performance? Six is
0: what they booked, and then okay. eight is, like, the overbooking. that's what we're doing. We're the overbooking.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, they uh, they perform all around the house, and you just sort of follow. You don't talk, and they don't talk to you, but you're standing right there next to them and watching them do their thing, and it's it's a really unique experience. Uh, you really do step into their world. It's like the breaking the fourth wall sort of thing, which I love because I've always not lived in reality. And mm-hmm. whenever I saw a play or a movie that I liked, I you know wish that I could be a part of it. So it's really fun to actually physically be there. Um, but this is based on a, uh, it's an insane asylum or purgatory. They don't don't really make it clear, but it's famous they say it's insane an women asylum. But it definitely it, feels like a, asylum is in the title, some sort think,
0: of yeah. death or something.
1: But they had their cast party at our house uh, last week for their opening, so we get to see the full show. We saw the dry run before without costumes or anything, and, and now it's the, the actual setup. So that's 10.30 tonight. That's our, our big Saturday night event.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the biscuit at the end of the maze. <laughs> <laughs> for today. Uh, but it's it seems very cool, so we're very excited about that. And uh, do you remember the name of it? It's... Uh... Yeah,
1: Professor Eldridge's Asylum for... Uh, uncanny and spectacular so women is very something long. and something women. Yeah, it's a long yeah. ass title.
0: It's it's good. It's a, you know it's funny because when I looked at the title, I thought this is a very steampunk title. Yeah, you know it's I very too, pompous. Right yeah, and very so it could be full a of names band that.
1: Name their whole thing. that
0: sh- may exist but you like don't want like the wanna, men that
1: would not be blamed for nothing yeah,
0: you don't want to question it <laughs> because then like if you know if you say who's Professor Eldritch and they're like you don't know you stupid bitch you know? <laughs> so you don't want to ask so it's like the the hipster conundrum is um just putting out names.
1: Not that there's anything wrong with the men that would not be blamed. For oh no, me. no, they're good friends of ours, no, no. and we'll, it is. We'll touch actually, on them later. I, Jack do, reference I want to do. I want you so. to do a
0: whole music podcast. Oh so god, we'll touch, I'd love to we'll about people that, that we know
1: point. and things we love.
0: Yeah, that would and, be fantastic. Uh, you know, because you remember names more than yeah, I do. So, I do. I do. and it's word of warning: it's going to be heavily laden with the damned.
1: It is. They're so. my favorite, so
0: there's that. Plenty of that. We'll put plenty of
1: Tom Waits in there too for you, and absolutely. Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: So, uh, so yeah. So, how about that? Speaking on uh, yeah. terms like sure. steampunk, oh you know, yeah. Like we, we at Toronto Matter, we have so much, so many different influences, right?
1: We really do, and people come in, and you know, we don't get as many people coming for tours, as we do on the street, saying, oh, are you into steampunk, are yeah. you guys goth, or whatever. I mean, because I think if they want to come here, then they at least realize that we're very varied in what we love. Yeah.
0: The... Sometimes they say steampunk, but... I,
1: I hear that a lot. I mean, but know. some of the things are, you know, aesthetically steampunk See, based. It some is, of
0: them. you know. I, I was happy that steampunk became a thing, because I liked the aesthetic, then I realized that uh, the vast majority of them are just uh, really socially awkward people.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, so, we we're hoping that it was a... which is
0: okay. It's just it's hard for socially us to awkward deal
1: with. people need a home too. Absolutely, yeah. and I can't say that we're not socially awkward at times, but we were just
0: hoping. Oh, no, we're I guess good. that <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: we're, we're the cool guys. Yeah, we're
0: fine. Uh, hey, we grew up greasers. And, that's and that's rockabilly true. Chicks, rockabilly
1: so. is my default standard, no yeah. matter what. So yeah,
0: I, yeah, if they rockabilly's are nothing but social creatures, you
1: so. know, we were talking about it at work the other day, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody that we know, but uh, China and I were talking about how. People kind of take it too far sometimes with Rockabilly. There's a lot of people we know that mm. at, in their 20s and 30s, they decided to just become old people. And, well, let's go to bed at 9.30. I you want know, to make my grandma's pierogi recipe. And... You know, spend all night coloring my hair or whatever, you know? Like,
0: because it's... that's, like, an old-fashioned thing? Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I mean, we we love the visual, you know, the cars and the clothing and mm-hmm. the music and all I that like kind of addit-
0: stuff. like the Well, I like oh, the, I attitude. Oh, the original yes. attitude of what Rockabilly was.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I, a I lot mean, of it's be- sexy. I
0: always said when I was growing up there were two different things. There's, you know, I was a greaser. There's Rockabilly right. and there's there's greasers. And, you know, now I attribute myself more to the greaserdom. And, uh, but I think back then I wanted to be rockabilly, but I was too dirty to do that.
1: Yeah, those were, Cause I, mean, I was, cause I was into fancy.
0: fixing things. I was into the cars. That's what got me into it. Yeah. And music, you know? And that was always like that dirty, grimy. Nature of things, yeah, and, almost know, like they're
1: like the white trash kids who have to make everything oh, yeah. themselves. Well, that's some what greasers
0: were. They're you know they're heavily white trash kids.
1: I mean, some of that rockabilly clothing is beautiful, but you can't go underneath a car in a pink gabardine suit or whatever. Ugh. I mean, shit. No,
0: my my salmon colored gabardine <laughs> yes, shirt. Yes, I'm sorry, salmon. Yeah, thank you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that would not have fared very well underneath Trixie. No, I was replacing her engine, but uh,
1: but tree I mean, it makes sense with Trixie too because we but, don't have a shiny, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, you can't really you can't car. really get in Trixie with something that's beige or white because you oh, will get no. out filthy and, and terrible. That's I thought for a
1: while that I
0: as clean and as well done as she is, she's still filthy.
1: Oh yeah, she's always. I mean, that's it's in her nature. Mm-hmm. She's a dirty girl.
0: But Trixie I... is my '52 Dodge that's... truck. Oh yeah, that um, was essentially my first vehicle, and growing up, I redid her three different times from the ground up, and you know she she. She started the Drifters Car Club and started, you know, a lot of things in my life. So, well, that's what Trixie is. If you come for a tour, you'll, you'll see Absolutely. Trixie for sure.
1: Trixie is the reason that I met
0: Mr. Arm. Mm-hmm. Because you can I, say he started stalking. I'm
1: a little bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: used to go to car shows with my dad, and there was a, one downtown. And then, Back when he had the Drifters, everybody had sort of a flat black rat rod type, mm-hmm. you know. It was like walking into Crybaby. I said, who the hell are these people? You know, because I grew up loving rockabilly, but there was no scene for it when I fell in love with it. I was just a weird kid that listened to the oldie station and, and, you know, used to watch 50s juvenile delinquent movies all the time. I had no idea that it was an actual thing that people, young people still appreciated, you know? Yeah. I was used to seeing just the typical old guy in his lawn chair, mm-hmm. you know, old fat, sitting there drinking beer all day, old guys at car shows. I had no idea that young people new it so that was really sort of enchanting for me like who, who are you I need yeah. to meet these people
0: well I started the drifters when I was 17 when I first bought Trixie man a friend mm-hmm. of mine ace Brown started the drifters uh, haphazardly uh, while pounding the the uh, marine plywood bed of Trixie into, mm-hmm. into her frame with a sledgehammer but um, we started it because we got tired we liked we loved cars. And we liked car shows, but we just felt out of place. Um, because yeah, a lot of the guys that. were that. A lot of the guys were like older dudes that finally had enough cash to buy the car that they wanted when they were a kid. And
1: then they do everything completely stock. and uh,
0: Yeah, they exactly make it, it stock. A, as it
1: was when it was a kid. You know, yeah. which,
0: you know, we weren't into. We were into art. Creative, you know, we were yeah. into being creative with the things that we had and it just turned out that the paint that we could afford was flat black and we ended up thinking that it just looked badass. we kept it with is. the flat black. Coat,
1: it's like the know? punk rock version of Hot rods, you know like yeah. you do what you can and it's un- what, what you, you can know afford, it's unfortunately but it looks so moved
0: cool. moved into this terrible um, world of now the guys that were doing that are painting their beautifully pre-painted cars flat black. And it's it's embarrassing because yeah. it's like no, we did flat black because we can't afford like a sweet ass paint job. You yeah, know? That's, exactly. You know, well, don't fucking paint your paint. It's
1: like a millionaire starting a punk band. Like yeah. you, you were musically trained. You can do whatever the hell you want. Don't right. don't just bash on things because
0: Let's, you think it's cool. It's let not let for the kids, you. Let the kids that earns that do it. Yeah, you know? no. Don't don't take that over. So we got a lot of that stuff. But uh, but yeah, the drifters are my original. Cl- well, the Devil Boys first and then the hellions and then the drifters eventually yeah we were like crybaby greasers oh yeah we rode around in one car because half the time (laughs) our cars were broken
1: (laughs) yeah which is why you see that in movies yeah it is
0: (laughs) it is It's not that they didn't own one they just had broken cars constantly and projects going on to fix them and, uh, you know, and we'd go, I didn't drink at the time, so we'd go to Tom's Diner and sit around and drink coffee and eat pizza <laughs> sticks and, you know, and eventually we'd go out to bars, but we'd go to rockabilly shows, because we had a lot of, you know, a big rockabilly scene in Pittsburgh. There was. The, I, I thought what there was so that, much In the 90s? Anymore.
1: Like uh, early 2000s, 2000s I'd say, like yeah. Because I got in at the Berry Tale end of yeah. it. But, yeah, oh, God, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was in high school, like I would, you know, wear my leather jacket to school and pencil skirts and angora sweaters and have my red lipstick on. I thought I was hot. People probably thought I looked like their grandmother. <laughs> thought it was intimidating boys, but they probably just thought it was fucking weird, which is just as well because they didn't dress like greasers. And
0: yeah. Moving back to the original story is how why really y- Velda. Yeah, I know why Velda. You know, first started stalking me. Right. And uh, I guess she'd come to the World of Wheels, which we always set up at, because it was fun to just get together for all weekend. Yeah. And be indoors. But I know. was too
1: shy to say anything. I didn't I, know anybody. I just kind of hung around and She left. has
0: pictures of Trixie in her infancy. Yeah. All and, three uh, stages of Trixie yeah. I, just, I got to see. And, uh, and, you know, that I think that's what solidifies us, is <laughs> the fact that, that you got to see her and all her... All her forms, because yeah. it'd be weird if you didn't.
1: Yeah, it would be. You'd weird. be like,
0: I don't know what that looked like. You'd be like, Yeah, I know, I almost touched it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> probably did. Yeah, and uh, but but she got to see what I was way back when and before Trundle Manor when I was just a greaser. And
1: uh, oh yeah, Trundle had very little to do with. Oh, you didn't do it. Yeah. No, but it, I. Sort I was of...
0: still living in an apartment, probably when you first. Well, I, I might have been living at home when you first saw me
1: that's possible I don't know yeah. I don't know exactly what the I was, living, was. I, I was 17 all of college so. okay that makes That'd sense it be like
0: 2001 until 2004 was, I
1: think this was like 2006 maybe I first oh, came around maybe I so, had an apartment I don't know yeah it was probably before you got the house but no thanks to the <clears throat> internet I realized that I could follow his move <laughs> and stalk him I guess a bit uh Hey, they make it easy. Social media makes it easy. Well, that I funny. didn't have bad intentions. I don't, I don't you know.
0: think in the future we're going to have anyone that didn't meet on social media to some extent.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was a weird thing to say when we started dating, but uh, I guess that is going to be we're very.
0: Yeah, we're very into the old way to do things. But I, If just... I could have
1: telegrammed him, I would, but they stopped
0: doing <laughs> that. So. I'm sure you can hire someone to do that. Anyway. But um, um, But
1: I found out that he was doing Toronto Manor. I said, oh, he's a creep too. <sighs> Get yeah. myself invited over here
0: yeah and it was unfortunate because I told her I feel bad because Velda's past nobody really understood her because in her school there were no rockabillies in her you know she she hung out with older dudes which I don't there was one that was Lucky was kind of that way
1: yeah, but, I mean, not, not really. really. Yeah, I, I grew up You're around not... uh, older people that liked the same things as me. And, yeah. You know, my parents would drop me off for some reason at the pub. that we, They would show old, bad movies at, and I didn't drink in those days either. So they knew I was, you know, I wasn't doing anything seedy with these old men. <laughs> we would just sit yeah. there and watch movies, you well, know. Well, there
0: but I, wasn't much to do with there. But, there really but that's why I always felt bad, because she tells me about these things, and I think, like, I, I could have been your white knight. I could have... <laughs> You know, I would have loved you immediately. I fell in love with her immediately as soon as oh. I saw her. Yeah. And uh, and not just because of her, you know, 20-some-inch waist <laughs> and uh, giant ass. <laughs> well, proportionate. Yes. Giant. But um, but not just because of her curves is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. No, I always maintained that if I wanted to, I could have been the slutty goth girl from The Craft.
0: Remember, well, did, she was You didn't in need high that. I, I, mean, didn't, I didn't want I'm that. I'm glad you didn't do that. No. Obviously, because... You know, untainted meat and all that. But, uh, but I, you know, I just really liked that that we meshed so well together. Sure. On the first meeting. Yeah, I mean,
1: we had so much in common. I'm not going. I to... just
0: wish that it happened sooner, that's all. Yeah. I, I know. wish that I was untainted
1: meat. Yeah. It you know?
0: makes me it's feel bad. Taking me to prom or I or... didn't have a lot of girlfriends, but, you know, I just feel bad that well, it started a... with a, you know, <laughs> a horrible. Um.
1: You know, teenage girls Yeah. Doing yeah. What, what are you going to
0: do? do? I'm a tw- teenage boy. Of course. I needed more than you did. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess so. No, it always meant more to me that somebody has things in common with me. If you don't. If you're, you don't have good hair and you don't watch horror movies, don't talk to me. There's some. Anytime, you know, somebody at work or somebody on the bus tries to flirt with me, I'm like, you you breathe, don't you? Do you have a pulse? You can stop now.
0: I'm going yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, it's. You know, and, and I actually, our first date, let's talk about that. Let's oh, sure. Let's go on to that. Why not?
1: Uh, love at first slice, we like to call it, yeah. so I... Finally, I was going to come to the house with, I think it was my ex or friends of mine. and
0: I wasn't giving tours at the time. She just, There's something right? On the you website just kind of found out about it? Did I have the, the
1: website? You had the website oh. in a primitive form of it. And you said that we are available for tea parties or something. I think you were trying to cater to the Steampunk Kids. And I had Probably, some friends yeah. who were into that. So I said, hey, let's, you know, make an appointment or whatever and talk to this guy. And they all bailed and, you know. Kids being kids. Well, didn't quite get it. What I was trying I, to. I
0: wow. Well, the backstory on my side too is that uh, you know she set up this little meeting so her friends could come over, and this was back in the days of MySpace. So yeah, I uh, I looked up her MySpace profile, and that you know that was the first tinge of you know I I think I was single for a couple, maybe a couple weeks, a couple months. I was already a couple months. I-
1: I think so, because we met in November. It was after...
0: I'm a very families. clingy bastard. Yeah. And I have yeah. a hard time living alone. But um, I think I was dealing with that whole situation. And, and you know, I I tried to go to bars with friends, and I tried to, you know...
1: Oh, sure, ha- it was just a coincidence that you happened to advertise on MySpace that you were single, and I happened to notice it. <laughs> Such a coincidence.
0: But when she contacted me, I saw her profile, and just her her photos, and... and her... Velda is quite unusual looking. She doesn't look like any other girl that I've ever heard of. It was just so... She was so intriguing to me, both on uh, what she liked and what she looked like, and...
1: Yeah, I so, mean, I always made it my goal to sort of live in a movie, so.
0: Yeah, when she said that she, uh, her friends bailed and she didn't have a ride, I
1: immediately I immediately, Still,
0: I immediately yeah, jumped in whatever the hell I c- car that I had at the time and drove the half an hour to pick her up.
1: Yeah, so people always to ask bring us, her to us. The ask on tours or whatever, how did you guys meet? I said, I literally, if I'm being honest, met him on the way to his house, so I guess I was a trusting person, I don't know somebody was trying to say, like, oh, look at all this jar go, Oh, what if he kills you and stuffs you in a jar? I said, well, if it's an hourglass-shaped jar, i will be fine. What a way to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Part of the collection. Well, she is part of the collection now, but...
1: Oh, it could have been yeah. a very undignified death.
0: <laughs> uh, well, let, we're going to continue this story in a bit. As we uh, might not have said, this is Saturday... Yeah. And it is our busy tour day, and yeah. I just got a text from one of our tours that uh, Velda's not answering the door. Oh, I so... can not even hear the door from up here. Nope. So oh, we it. have headphones on. So we're, I'm going to send her down, and I think we're going to pick it up with. Um, we're going to pick it up later and talk more about our little love story and how awesome it is. Yeah. And how awesome we are. So uh, give us a little bit of time, and we'll come right back to All you. Right. I was wondering when they were going to show up. Did
1: you ever get on Creepypasta? I think he has.
2: But you I've can seen... sit there for like six hours.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, you, I have Tumblr, which is just like people... Yeah. They can post whatever.
0: Okay, we're here with one of our first... With our very first artist for this year... Uh, at Trundle Manor And it's a little bit of a surprise thing So we thought we'd throw her on mic Just for the shit and giggle of it all <laughs> And just see how this works out So I'm going to turn up your mic And feel free to uh, introduce yourself If you wouldn't mind um,
2: Okay, is my mic up
0: Yes, yes.
2: Uh, My name's Sharon, Sharon Bergmark um, These people are nice enough to give me a show
1: uh, which We're very happy to have her In like three weeks yeah. yeah, this will be the first art show this season for Toronto Manor. Mm. Opening and all that stuff.
0: So I was drinking some booze. Uh. <laughs> I, be I can't doing sustain to drive life. home, so I'm not
1: drinking.
0: <laughs> but what uh not you tell us a little bit about the type of art that you do?
2: Okay, um the type of art I'm doing now is mostly line line drawing pen and ink. Uh, And that's because I live in a shithole apartment and I can't (laughs) afford a studio. So I used to paint and do other things. Now um, it's affordable, pens and paper. I can lay on the floor and draw because I don't have any furniture. And um, the drawings that I do are uh, bizarre, a lot of sex
1: a lot of darkness. Um,
0: Perfect for Chundle Manor. Yeah. yeah. for
1: Chundle Manor. <laughs> Every show we've ever had has been kind of twisted or dark or sexy or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really... Last time... It's the dark. only time I was
2: here, you had a... Uh, somebody showed up and tied up their girlfriend. And so I'm hoping oh, for yeah. my show, somebody will... Show up and tie up your boyfriend. <laughs> so, I think we can make that happen. Yeah, I to if you happen. want a
0: guy tied up, I think that we know a few. Oh, uh, I don't twinks care. that maybe. might be kind of good for that. Oh, for sure. Tie
2: up a girlfriend, sure we'll It's all the same to me.
0: Well, we've never done a guy, so I I, I think that'd be kind of fun. So Maybe we will try that. If
1: if they, yeah. I guess he hasn't, huh? No, hmm. I
0: don't think he'd be against it.
1: No, I'm sure he does.
0: He's since. pretty Russ. Oh yeah, he's pretty free So That'd be fun. Yeah.
2: Um. Have you ever heard of? Oh, what's his name? Bill Flanagan, Mm-mm. Bob yeah. Flanagan,
0: it's Bob, Bob
2: Flanagan. He was, um, he was a performance artist. He was the longest-lived cystic fibrosis patient, and uh, he was he and his wife did a lot of uh, S and M performances. So they did a. Somebody decided to film him, and he just, he died the year that they were filming him. So his death is on the film. It's oh, a wow. great documentary called Sick.
0: And oh, I, that sounds about. very familiar. Is it on
2: Netflix
1: or something? Uh, it Has might you, be. You come across it. That
0: sounds very familiar. Okay,
1: so. yeah, I'd like know. to
2: see that. It's well, I actually have it. If you want to borrow it. Yeah, but, cool. Um, Bob Flanagan, yeah, he 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 and his wife did a piece called Autopsy.
1: Okay.
2: And he lay on a an autopsy table, and she, you know, she sliced his penis, and she had um, she talked about his body while she was doing it. Wow, that's awesome. And, yeah, it's great. Huh? <laughs> so we don't have to go that far, but yeah. uh,
0: well, we can have that playing if you want on the on the projector. Be great, I'll okay. yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm good for that. Yeah, That'd be it, fun. does
2: it loop? Does it run? Away? I can
0: figure out how to make it. Loop. Okay, I'm I'll do sure, yeah. that for sure. How long do you think it is? It's maybe in,
2: probably like an hour that's, and forty. Yeah. It's a it's a full
1: length movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, mean downstairs on the? Yeah. Back? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be right. cool. Okay. Good. I'll, I'll bring that. Yeah. yeah. We'll
0: put it in front of the the that big cabinet where that's where the projector. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's that'd
2: good. Be cool. So anyhow, that's. That's
0: what... One thing taken care of. Yes. Check.
2: <laughs> you don't yet. Yeah, you don't have to worry about anything on the projector. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's uh, how it
0: comes together. That's how these shows come together. Yeah. Because we're open to, like, trying anything. That's why sure. Mia was the girl that did the photography, me and Sam Thorpe, and they did the, the fetish nights, the one that you probably came to with the tying right. up and stuff. Right, And they said, can we do this? I'm like, you can do anything. I don't care. That's it sounds like fun. Do kept it. I
1: saying in all the reviews, too, like, that... Um, they're doing stuff here that other galleries would turn turn away, you know? Mm. Like, they, they can get sort of dark in, in a way that they hadn't before. And um, sacrilegious, the first show they did, they had some, I don't know, religious-themed things, I think. But, yeah. I think it
0: was just a nun or something. I think I they think, played yeah, that up a little bit.
1: They did. More. I mean, yeah, you know, hype or whatever. But yeah. I like being that for people, you yeah. know? Oh, we have no boundaries.
0: Because mm-hmm. that's the underground. I feel like the underground is... People have tried too much to bring it to the surface, so it's not underground anymore. It should stay underground. And it's not fun. Like, I grew up with my dad being into our crumb and, you know, the yeah. underground comics and that I kind of d- stuff. Have, and I
2: can bring that, too. I also have the documentary Crumb.
0: I love that documentary. So- I, I that one Really? Yet. Yeah. It's so... Wow. I love awesome. Being a crumb... I have, I have a, a crumb girl statue, numbered uh-huh. statue that's, like, one of my coveted items. You know? The schoolgirl. The schoolgirl, yeah. Yeah,
2: with her ass in the air uh-huh. and the... I, the uh, at the beginning of that movie he has all of these old wooden spools do you remember that and it's the like uh, the old blues music is playing and, yeah. and the, the camera is panning over all of these old spools that he had done drawings on and paintings on of like people's faces and stuff
0: and I, I was, don't remember the spools well
2: I'll bring I watched
0: that like th- at least three times I'll in bring my it life
2: and, and I was just like, if I could just have one of those spools, yeah, yeah, I'd be so happy. Yeah, you know, that would that would have the place of honor. This is my daughter. Grab a chair. So, uh, I'll bring Crumb too, so cool. we could do that.
0: Yeah, that was one of my favorites because because yeah. I grew up with uh, the underground comics because I loved comics, but I didn't like Marvel or like I liked Batman, but I wasn't into just. You know, the,
1: Any Batman
0: thing. Yeah, just, it had to be kind of a weird Batman thing. The Joker was big for me. And, but I then like but villains, it was all but... like Ralph Snart and just like these terrible underground comics. Like of my era, underground comics weren't as sexy as they, they were like when my dad was younger.
1: Yeah, because the 60s stuff is really...
0: But I grew older. up with like my dad's comics being that like coveted, like, I'm a young boy, this <laughs> stuff's kind of hot, <laughs> you know, but... Like, that was my first version of a woman was an R. Crumb girl. Oh, you know? yeah. And it was like the curves and the, the big legs and, uh-huh. you know, and... and well, he uh, talks
2: about And it, it
0: was so much more life than what the other comics were. Right. So much more fun.
2: Well, that's what, that's one of the things that's awesome about I think that every thick girl who has mm. ever hated her body should watch this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. You come away from oh, like yeah. feeling... Uh, like, I was always really, like really, really thin. And then in my forties I got like really, really, really fat. And anytime I would get like really to the point where I was like, Oh God, I hate my body yeah. I would think about our crumb. Yeah. And it's oh, like that's there
1: cool. are, Yeah, well there are people out there that yeah. uh, did he end up with women that look like that too? Well, his, I guess he
2: nice married to a woman, Alien Crumb, and she's a mm-hmm. she's a big girl. Uh, well, of course. no, no, this 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 movie was like. You remind the, me of her
0: somewhat. There's, I think, there's something about that like huh, old era. That big
2: kind of. Note. <laughs> <laughs> but she, um, they're old now. I mean, they're, yeah. they're they're in
0: France now. He moved yeah, to France, France. Yeah,
2: they're in France. And I know at the, at the at the end of the movie, they were he had traded uh, a whole bunch of his sketchbooks. Yeah. For a house in France. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they couldn't wait to get there. Right. So then they got there, and then a couple of years they did actually did a Crumb show at uh, Carnegie Museum, mm-hmm. and he included a lot of his original drawings. I from, that show, yeah. from the, the the French thing. So he would he would often uh, portray his wife as a pig. So there's <laughs> this little pig sitting <laughs> on this um on this couch. Now they're in France, and she's like, Bob. You know, all these French women are so skinny. I can't find any clothes to fit me, and so she's she was bitching about being, <laughs> in, bitching about being in France. And um, no, her his daughter's in. What audience.
0: a strange place for him to move to. Yeah, as yeah, he
1: said yeah. Living the dream, though, I guess for it's a lot of so people. So
0: strange, though. Yeah.
1: Trade your work France. for France out of in everything. France. You can and to, thinking, You can go to France? Italy
0: with like yeah. the nice thick where you can go to you know Spain. Yeah, with the Fran- France I would and... not associate. You go to France, which are all sick people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least that's the way I see them. Anyway.
2: Well I guess he was he you know, he's getting old and Yeah. you know
0: he's I'll not looking now, for pussy anymore, anymore
2: Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> let me speak as a man. We're always looking for pussy. Why How old are
2: you? <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. You're 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 still very
0: young. Six hundred and ninety five yeah, years old. But um <laughs>
2: He said, uh, one of the last things that he said on the film was like, they were like, well, why are you going to France? And he said, well, France is just slightly less evil than the United States. And that was his reason. And that's yeah. what he said. So, But Noah's daughter, Sophie, is, is does cartooning. Yeah. And she I'll did right. some funny stuff about her parents coming to visit her in New York City. And she just portray, portrays her mother as this old Jewish, loud... You know, and yeah. her her dad is this, like, schlumpy guy who <laughs> just embarrasses
0: her. And, uh, which yeah. is funny, because yeah.
1: everybody else knows him as that, but oh, yeah. yeah it's I, like, The well, kid of famous people, I'm like, fuck his
0: clothes. This is our yeah. Crumb, you have no, Yes, he is all of those things, but he's also R. Crumb. Right. You know, he sparked a generation of debauchery in... You know you have to love him for for all of his grossness
1: yeah and every
0: time i saw he draws himself quite well with that very like big adam's apple skinny gross that's exactly how he comes off
2: well he is like
0: in my head that's all i can remember he's not
2: an attractive man you know but um, (laughs) at, at one point in the movie one of the women that he used to date she's a pornographer and she she says, uh, you know, when he draws himself and he draws that gigantic penis, he does not, he does not, um, what, what's the word? Exaggerate? Exaggerate? <laughs> Exaggerate anything. He does have, he is possessed of the biggest penis. <laughs>
0: is it always that way? Well, though? so is Ron
1: Jeremy, you know, the- the least right. like, gross,
0: terrible people have giant pieces. That's yeah. another thing I
2: have. Is not that,
0: that I have. my. I don't the want legend to talk of Ron Jeremy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think
0: have that I'm floating it? on the lines of good looking and terrible looking, so I'd like to consider myself average. <laughs> oh. I
1: would not put you in the class of people who look like Ron Jeremy and aren't traumatizing. No. Thing. <laughs> not, not by a lot show. Well, you know,
2: in pornography, there are a lot of women that are like. I'll do anything, but I will not work with Ron Jeremy. Yeah. And he says it, you know. Yeah. There's an, uh, an also a, a documentary I've <laughs> called The Legend of Ron Jeremy. And he's like, yeah, there are women that just say, I won't work with him. Yeah. You know, he's just gross and fat yeah. and sweats. and. We went to,
0: when we went to New York, we went to the Museum of Sex and they had a, yeah. a display of uh, Deep Throat. It was all about like, Linda uh, Lovelace's personal Lovelace life and, too, yeah, and, and how terrible it was like, the her saddest marriage was. was I, have an, and... I have that documentary too. Yeah, I'll bring all of this
2: stuff. Yeah, you, this can, was... you can actually Did... just are they on DVDs was... though? Because mm-hmm. that's yeah, okay, they're good. on DVD. Uh, the Ron Jeremy one is not; it's VHS. Okay, because I... we don't have a work. We...
0: Right. I've bought them and they eat every single tape I put yeah, in. Yeah, we together. just stopped. I just gave just up all our tapes. It's
2: sad. I have so many great tapes there. Right, I know that like
0: my dad's Arkham is a tape. No, so my, I'd never be able DVD, to play
2: it. I okay. got everything off at Amazon I went you know I used yeah. to have it yeah. on DVD or VHS but I have Sick and that yeah. and uh, uh, Deep Throat yeah this would be great to
1: have on a, a loop up here or something too but Yeah. I'm so this deep.
0: is this, this talk is good I'm glad that we brought you up yeah. because I you know In the beginning of the podcast, we said we're going to show you, you know, the the dark side of Trundle Manor and what we get up to after dark and and all the horrible things. And then we talked about, you know, how much we love people. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We got really lovey and sweet right after. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad that we brought you up because it, it moves you into people realizing that that we do a lot of strange and a lot of debaucherous and a lot of unusual things and we're we're open to almost everything we're just happy about it and that's why it comes off as not yeah. being bad well it took
2: know? me many years to get here i for you know i grew up i was born in i'm glad that you found the
0: manor when when uh when was the first did you come here just for My the art show or? She, okay. No, she she I had come remember.
2: for a um a b and d show oh they that, that some I don't know She showed me pictures Somebody She trust, uh He trust up a girl Okay And that might he hugged her a show, so. And so she That was probably the first
0: mm-hmm.
1: Fetish show the, I was going to come And I even. ended
2: up not coming And she kept shooting me Texts like Look what you're missing Look yeah. what you're missing yeah. And then um, I think she talked to you And said you know My sister does Like art that would yeah. It's kind of like this And so then I did come To the one closing That you did Yeah uh, the two women Yeah, and you brought yeah. you brought some really good pieces there. That's yeah. what I Look at. Yeah. So, yeah, I've only been here once, but I, just, I love this place. I can't <laughs> believe you get to come here every day.
0: I mean, <laughs> we get to sleep here. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's people ask that all the time like, "Oh, is it weird?" And I, it literally has become a normal thing, you know. But I love it. Well, this is I my, couldn't imagine doing anything. This else. My
2: daughter and she can tell you like, "My house is very tiny and I don't have like a lot of stuff, but it's sort of a microcosm of this place I yeah. Have yeah just everywhere you look there's just weird shit and, yeah um i make myself happy i don't
1: care what anybody thinks mm-hmm. that's what we yeah. do too yeah.
0: you know well we said that the manor would be here whether people saw it or not we're just lucky that people appreciate it you know it's
1: well we started I mean, this doing is it. Our we didn't our that people really yeah we didn't know that people would want to come for tours we yeah. just because he does all the graphic stuff and he likes making up brochures so he did yeah, want it it's not like i'm paying kind of for a graphic designer i
0: just because I was to school for photography, so I was able to use that to promote the Manor, and I was able to just—I when I was young, I used to make business cards just for the fun of it. Yeah. So you know, I like doing graphic design. And we we started passing out brochures just random places. Just to see
1: what happened. I mean, it kind of came about organically. Really, yeah. we don't. It's all word of mouth. I've
0: had advertisers contact us, and I say, I don't want more people walking through my house. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. advertise me. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, you you do what you need to. You gotta. I know that uh, some of the people that I've told about uh, the show coming up are like, oh, that's a great place for your work. So they know, they know Good. you. that I happen. didn't know you. Good. You know? Yeah. I can't believe I, I've never heard of this place because I've always just been just a little weirdo. Yeah. yeah.
0: What? Uh, that's what we like too. Is you have to stumble on it. You know? I don't. I don't want to shove it in people's faces. You know? I don't. Yeah. I feel like Toronto Manor is more special if you get to stumble on it and you get to experience it for yourself. And that's the same reason we do tours all by appointment and we don't ever double book tours it's always your own experience
1: yeah because we know? like to cause wonderment in people yeah. too like if, there's not enough of that I, I if you show up with so like here. another least, group yes. of
0: people then you're not going to have your experience you're going to have a group experience mm-hmm. you know, you, I don't want that right. I want you to bring Bunch people of strangers. Yeah, it's I different. want you to bring people that you're going to enjoy seeing something with that's it I
1: think you
0: what know?
2: you guys are doing is perfect the, you know, there's Fun. definitely you. a need for this this place
1: yeah I wish more people did a similar thing I mean you know not in direct competition or oh, anything oh no I'd
0: have to burn them down oh
1: yeah I know of course <laughs> of course but the whole idea of inviting somebody into yeah. your world kind of thing I, I'd like to see other people's version of it you know yeah. I want oh, to yeah. see it from the other side
2: this I, you know I, I, um, I've always walked around my whole life just Feeling like a freak and being treated like one, you yeah. know, until I finally learned to, to just hate myself. And
1: um, <laughs> It's sad that you internalize
2: that stuff because yeah, other um, people can't appreciate you. Uh, well, I think, you know, it was the times too. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, um, you know, people weren't friendly to. Well, I think I wrote the artist bio. I said, you know, it didn't take long for me to realize yeah. it, that the world was cruel to creepy little people like me. Yeah. But um, the, the first time that I really felt where like wow i i totally belong here was mm-hmm. the one of the the atrocity show yeah nice and i was like 49 years old it took that long yeah. for me to to walk into a place and find your home where i just felt so good and this is another place like i walked in and i knew that like these were my people yeah <laughs> that's <laughs>
1: awesome that's the best feeling in the world yeah
2: so so i get to die Having had that experience, because I know that a lot of people
1: <laughs> go to their grave. Like yeah. I think about that too sometimes. Yeah. Some people never find their soulmate. They never find you know what makes them happy. They never find their tribe of people. And God, or, that's Or so they sad. just
2: died thinking you know I'm the only one that is this bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, you know I feel happy that even though it took me 50 years. I, I will go to my grave knowing that there were people even weirder than me <laughs> that were serial killers. Yeah, well, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> but, to yeah, each their own. I'm really support. glad that uh, I found this. I'm glad you gave me yeah. a chance to have a show. Um,
0: we're very happy that you found so, us, too. I mean, okay. I really love your art, and that's, yeah. that's why I was glad to bring up the Crumb thing, because your stuff reminds me of, you know, not to put a time on it, but it reminds me of, like, that era of art that I grew up with, you know, my dad's era of art and I loved that so much. And I felt like people got away from that because they were creating things for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you're creating art because you want to create art, which a lot of people don't do anymore. Like, I feel like it's, everybody does something for a purpose nowadays and that loses the actual reason for, for art to be, you know, Van Gogh, he made stuff to try to sell it. He didn't fucking sell it, but he kept doing it because he wanted to you know and you know and the way you talk about like not getting what you want for your art and that's you know but you still do it and that's to me that's the important part of art you know and and when i saw your stuff it reminded me of that feeling that i used to have when i was a kid i'm so glad i i uh you
2: know i grew up when i grew up i um i really didn't have a lot of friends and i kind of would bounce from group to group of friends because like they would get sick of me and that would be it yeah. and then i moved i understand along, but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh they were all like most of them artists and i would always compare myself and say well you know i'm not an artist because i don't draw like that whatever so mostly i wrote poetry that's what i did and I would draw like little things but i would just throw all that stuff away and it wasn't until i was 36 and her dad, I had met my daughter's father, and he saw me crumpling up some some drawings and throwing them away. And he said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Just throwing away garbage." He goes, "No, no, no! You have to start saving this." Yeah. Good. So, at the age of 36, he so he bought me this thing to start gluing my drawings into. Cool. Yeah. And I would never draw into a sketchbook because I just never felt that it was good enough. Yeah. But then you know, I assigned some meaning to it yeah and um, so now the art that I do I I write very little I do still write some poetry but you'll see in my art a lot of my art um, I incorporate the text of my life. Yeah. Uh, numbers. I have, like, a system of numbers in my head that are incorporated into the drawing. So it's, my my art is actually, like, a journal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was gonna say, it felt that way it, looking through yeah. your sketchbook. Yeah, for sure. It, so it's so personal. personal. I it felt like
0: personal. there was, like, a day in each one, at least mm-hmm. a day in each one of those art pieces. Well, it's yeah.
2: really, it's really, like, some of my bigger pieces um, will start with, for instance, I have, like, a real interest in, like, serial colours. Yeah. So I would, why you suit. like this place. And I do love this place. So s- because I work so much and I don't have a lot of time to read and draw, sometimes I read or read or draw, I read and draw. Yeah. So I'll get my serial killer book and I'll be reading it and I'll be doing a piece about serial killers and I'll put yeah, the numbers and the words from the book into the drawing. Um and then because the drawing's so elaborate, like 2 weeks later, I'll be reading a book about you know, a midwife in 1700s, yeah. and so it will be, then it will incorporate that too. So, my stuff is really kind of mercurial. There's yeah. just yeah. Like,
1: so many things in one piece,
2: but it all means something to me. You know? yeah. it's I feel kind that of I'm voyeuristic in.
1: almost, looking at yeah. you, because you very much do it for you, and I think that's cool, because a lot of people will do something that they think is commercial, or that other people will like their art, yeah. but yours is very much... Yeah, we you
0: we're in a weird weird era of art where you can just um it, it's almost furthering Andy Warhol's style where you can make nothing a piece of art you know where yes yeah, you know, Jean-Michel Basquiat um, he made beautiful paintings but there are also things that he just signed and that was his art you know and uh and unfortunately I think that we're furthering that so we're getting out of technique for artwork uh, and so it's all about the explanation nowadays, you know, it's, it's, go ahead, Donald. Okay. Do if uh, has to go do another tour, I'm going to keep prattling <laughs> uh, while you guys no, stare at me. I don't want to, uh, you know,
2: take up too much. Oh, no, minutes, you're uh, okay.
0: Well, I'm going to be up here anyway, so I'll okay. just keep you for as long as I want. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but, uh, but I feel like, like artwork's all about the explanation nowadays, which is terrible, but, um, it's only because it's without uh sustenance it's, it's without substance uh the the modern art I actually saw a piece that was uh quote unquote piece that was uh different colored uh masking tape that would stretch from the ceiling to the floor and that was the whole piece and they left it on the reel and I'm sure that they got some kind of grant for that, which just kills <laughs> yeah, me exactly. that kills me and uh, And I'm sure that if I talked to that artist, which I would never fucking do because I don't give two shits about their art, uh, that they would have some elaborate explanation for what they do. But your work has this elaborate explanation that's built into it. And it only it only furthers the art to hear what what was the reason for you making it. Whereas, you know, like I can look at it and enjoy it and take something from it myself. Without talking to you or reading anything about it, but then when I talk to you, I, I do get more, which is is just so, like, that's hard to do nowadays, you know, because nowadays it's either you create something and don't talk about it, or you create nothing and talk nothing more than about it you know, yeah. and, and you've, you've pulled like two of these things together in a way that used to be. And, and I don't want to make it seem like, like you have an old style of art. That's not what I'm doing. It's just, that's the art that I grew up with. So I appreciate it and I love it. And I feel like we need to get back to it. And I was so excited to see your work and hear you talk about it. Thank you. That I'm really glad. That's Thanks. why I keep pushing you to, to do this, this show well, you know, cause I think it's really cool. Well,
2: you know, it's funny you were talking about, um, the, the masking tape. I don't know. Have you ever read Breast, Breakfast of Champions? Like, I've heard of Kurt it. Kurt Vonnegut. In one part, uh, there is a there's there's like a, a big um, art com- uh, symposium that's that's going on. Like, so the one guy is like on a pilgrimage to get there. Anyhow, so there there's these artists. are sitting around in this uh, this bar this, in a hotel. I think it was in. The one artist was famous for taking canvases and painting painting them like all one color, and then mm-hmm. taking like a strip of fluorescent tape, you know, and like. I think I've seen his second. work. <laughs> so, yeah, me too, a million times. I think I think it's like what like in the Carnegie Museum of Art. Oh yeah, my god, right? <laughs> but um, and he knows he's bullshit. Mm-hmm. So somebody in the uh, at the bar is like all drunk, comes up to him and says, um. Oh, you know, what you what you do is bullshit. You know, I could do that. So he comes up with this explanation, you know, it took me th- like 30 <laughs> years of suffering to to to, to culminate culminate into this, you know. <laughs> and it's funny because he knows that he's bullshit, yeah. but it's true. I was in Chicago a few years ago and um <laughs> I went into this gallery it was like one of the most pretentious galleries I have ever seen so you walk in it's just like this big empty space and uh, a spiral staircase that goes upstairs with this like snotty little asshole sitting at a desk the artist that they were showing he took um, plastic like fast-food clear plastic like fast-food lids Mm -hmm. right and he drizzled paint into them, and they were hanging everywhere. <laughs> so, and you know, I don't look like I guess what you would think an artist would <clears> look like. So, um, especially back then, I was a skinny little thing. But um, so I'm looking at the shit, and I'm laughing because it was just shit. Uh-huh. And the prices on this stuff was amazing. Like the cheapest thing was like three thousand dollars. He yeah. took some fucking oh paint gosh. and he drizzled it into a, a, a piece yeah. of garbage. So I came down and I, I said something snarky to the uh, the guy that was there and, and you know his attitude was like well you know peasants don't understand right um,
0: the king's the king's new clothes yeah <laughs> exactly. it's it's exactly that
2: and you're that's just what like, art that you. you can
0: boil modern art down into that you know yeah I appreciate some of it you know some of it does like put you into a situation which is kind of cool but uh, like if if he had understood how bullshit his stuff was and that was the art piece. That might be kind of
2: cool. Exactly, very conceptual. <laughs> in that concept, yeah. I, you know, I would go for that. And there's, I get Art in America magazine. I've been getting it for like 30 years, and um, I always say I'm, I'm not going to renew my subscription, but right. I end up doing it every year. So, but there, there's a few of my pieces that I will get my Art in America magazine. And I will lie down on my bed because, like I said, I don't have any furniture. So that's I, you
0: I make me sad. Stop saying that. I will give you furniture.
2: Oh, I don't want furniture. <laughs> I had furniture. I threw it away. Okay. Right, Jude? Like, I love furniture. You know, it's like I love laying on the floor. I'm a floor layer. Okay. And so, um, you know, I lay in my bed and so I'll lay there and I'll uh, pick out all of the bullshit words. There's nothing funnier than a. Uh, an art like a criticism yeah like people
0: uh, when they try to explain what painting, they saw right
2: and you're like where the fuck did that come yeah. from you you pretentious asshole. <laughs> so i'll like write the, the real pretentious stuff and like i'll do a piece about like pretension in the art world yeah I'm, you won't know that's what it is but that i know yeah it but yeah um i agree i uh um
0: when I say that the best artists never get noticed because they're busy making art instead of talking about their art. And that's that's the biggest issue. And because growing up with my parents, it taught me so much about what actual art is, you know. Their work that they do is it's for churches and they're, you know, they get no recognition because the priest doesn't say, "Oh, Suzanne and David Mariello made these beautiful paintings that you're crying over," you know. Instead, it's just Oh, yes, look at these God's paintings. Uh, It's the only reason that I can't fully commit to their company, you know, because there's no recognition. I feel like artists should always get recognition. Michelangelo is well known for doing the Sistine Chapel, and that was a religious piece. Why shouldn't my parents get known Well, you know, because God
2: is actually, you know, working through them, and so God deserves...
0: Why should they get the blah blah
2: blah blah? blah. They are just yeah, the exactly, they, you know. They're they're being moved by God and and well, you know the priest you know, actually you know the priest doesn't he like God's ear? Right? We get we so. get a lot
0: of people that that uh, when they come for a tour of our studio they they say so. Do you pray before you paint? And <laughs> my parents have just gotten to the point where they say, uh, yeah. Just because they just tell them what they want to know because. People don't hear. understand if you try to explain something, you know, it's their religion. It's a thing, you know, you, you need to respect it to some extent, but as an artist, it's, it drives me fucking insane because all that I want is to say like, my parents are amazing artists. They should be more well known at this point, you know,
2: maybe you could do something about that. Like some sort of a, like a, uh, what do you call it when, when people like a flash mob, like oh, yeah. you, you could do like a flash uh, a piece where you just show up at these churches and you, in the middle of the sermon or whatever they do in church, I don't know, you <laughs> you you like you run in and you point to everything and say, you know, this beautiful work was brought to you by... Yeah,
0: that would be kind of fun. And that, <laughs> would, that
2: would... What would happen? That was... would
0: ruin my parents' business. But yeah. You think? Definitely. Be yeah. <laughs> I think the priest would be like, well, we're never hiring them again. <laughs> Well, that's why it's so touchy because it's it's a business, you know. Like they, the only reason they do it is because they they were very young. They actually met doing this business, and they wow. were very young. They've
2: been doing it a long time then, huh? Oh yeah,
0: way before me and and whatnot. But um, which is the only point of, of reference that I ever have. But uh, anything before me, is, anyway.
2: Well, you know, we're all a bunch of narcissists, right? Uh, that's artists, why we do what the we Most do?
0: narcissistic people. <laughs> it's true. But uh, but they've been doing it forever because. Like, my dad likes to do, um, his biggest influences are Greets and Dolly, so he loves, you know, surrealism. Uh, My my mom likes semi-surrealist still lifes, you know, and thanks to me and my collecting, like, she's had a lot of things to play with. Uh, and she does, you know, beautiful copper works that are very 1920s Art Deco style. And, you know, so they have like this great...
2: What, like etchings?
0: Uh, the octopus piece that is down in our kitchen in the laboratory is one of hers. And it's pressed copper. It's worked from both sides. So awesome. it's like a three-dimensional piece. I'll have piece. to look at it one yeah, now. Yeah, I'll show it to you. Um, but so they do other stuff, but no one knows it for them you know because they're busy working all the time you know they can't they unfortunately i said like i would love to have an office job because then i'd be able to think about art the whole time and then go home and do my art you know as opposed to like doing art and then doing art and doing art it does get repetitive as someone that is able to do that you know for like a standard living i'm not making a lot of money so it's not like i'm an artist millionaire so it all it's all about my art no it's I do a lot of computer shit for them, you know what I mean, which is still art, but it's whatever but but I like to think that like they're not well known because they're busy working and making this artwork for a reason uh instead of just bullshitting about their art, you know mm-hmm. like their art mean their art has a meaning because it's religious, you know, and their you know their private art they may have something to say about it, but they've been so immersed in that like pretentious art. Uh, world that they don't want to be that, you know, like, it, and I, you know, I feel that with you. I, I wouldn't talk to you if I thought that you were pretentious. So don't worry about it.
2: I, you know, I, I could have been at one point, but,
0: but you're not, no, you know, talking old. to you now, no, talking <laughs> yeah. to you now, you're very I self, mean, I never was, self-deprecating, but... which is, you yeah. know, it's to me, that's more artistic than someone that can explain their work and you can't see it. Like I can see what you talk about in your art.
2: Yeah. When you
0: explain something, I, I, I see it directly in it. I don't have to stretch my mind for it, which is good.
2: It is what it is. It makes me comfortable
0: Um, and happy and and excited.
2: Well, good. I'm I'm glad. I'm really glad that I, uh, you know, at my age, it's exciting to, even if just a handful of people see it, I've been doing this, and not doing it even for myself, really. It's just like I've always written, I've always drawn, uh, just because I'm compelled to and i used to throw it away yeah now i save it that's all good (laughs) and now i don't i write less and i incorporate everything together but you know even if nobody ever saw it or there was ever a chance of anything i I would still be doing it but i'm glad to to have a chance to share it with people um yeah and this is the perfect place
0: that's the way Toronto matters if nobody saw it we'd be here anyway and it's the same thing that you do
2: because it's your house
0: and you do your art because it's your art
2: and you know you it's know? my and it's like yeah it's your legacy you yeah. think about it you, got, you don't have kids do you
0: no but it's I, like, I always thought about you, it
2: you may, as, you may. You may. And I, I like them you, you know. think about um, you know what I like to think about if the world if we don't destroy ourselves first but <laughs> you know like my great grandchildren say and, yeah my grandmother would yeah. do this right. you know, legless a naked woman with a penis coming out of her mouth, you know? Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I always wanted to be more a grandfather than an actual father. I thought that would be better. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's like <laughs> with
2: my kids. Um I love them when they were babies and I, you know, I love them when they were a little bit. But yeah. I I like them so much more as they get older. Yeah. But I just wanted to go back to one thing and then we're going to take off. Um, okay. It's my mom's birthday weekend. But um one thing You know, you meet people in the in the art world and and you meet artists and you meet, you know, collectors and stuff and they walk around like they're and you just want to shake them and say, you know what, it's fucking art. Yeah, you're not you're not saving the world. You're not curing, like, horrible disease, you're not feeding starving people, it's fucking art. So you can draw better than everybody, anybody else, so that doesn't make you better than anybody else. Yeah. And you just want to smack these people, and I'm so glad that, like, I never, I when I was younger, if somebody had given me a chance to, you know, be part of that world, I would have jumped at it, yeah. you know, because I was an introvert with no friends. But now it's like... I, and I meet these people because I, I actually uh, the jobs that I do I, I have met some people in the arts and I just want to smack them all yeah. you know, it's just like you you know well to me that's the art.
0: that's the saddest thing is is you saying that because we shouldn't feel that way as artists we shouldn't feel that way we should feel like scientists we should feel like we're changing the world you know but but inherently you know like uh, we a, should just yeah, we should be allowed he, to feel that way.
2: It's um when you think about it, you know, um
0: without being a pretentious dickhole. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> or at least perceived as such.
2: Even people like uh, Basquiat like you were saying, you know, he he was a street kid but he turned into a pretentious asshole, at the yeah. end, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it always reminds me of a an old Saturday night live John Lovitz plays uh, Picasso in the skit. He's like lo- he's sitting at he's yeah. sitting at a, a table in Paris and he's like blowing his nose and he's giving it to people like, I'm Picasso! You know, (laughs) he pays for his meal by, you know, like wiping his mouth on a napkin or whatever. It's just like... It's not... Well, that was a very,
0: like, Warhol-era way to be. That's strange that they chose Picasso over Warhol.
2: Well, Warhol, I, you know, I don't know how you feel about him, but... um, I
0: appreciate him.
2: Um, I like him as a... Like, I have a lot of books about him. I have books by him. I have his diaries. Yeah. Um, not because I like his art or appreciate it, but just because he was a fascinating
0: right. person. As a person, he, was he was the
2: most, like, t- robotic human being. Shallow. <laughs> but everything he had yeah. to say is really fun to read. Did you, you know? see
0: uh, what The Mighty Boosh? Have you ever watched that? Nah. Because they have on there an Andy Warhol robot. Uh, it's you know it's a guy playing an Andy Warhol robot, and it's very fitting because, like you said, he he was very mechanical. He was he very was... like a robotic person.
2: And he would send people out like, uh, go find some ideas for me. Like he couldn't even yeah. come up with his own ideas yeah. because I-, I think he was a soci or yes, like a sociopath. Yeah. Like he had no feelings or.
0: Yeah, there's something missing there. Yeah. A
2: lot missing, but he knew how to manipulate people. And I'm always really interested in people that—that's why I like serial killers. Yeah, people that are able to manipulate people I like too. that. I think because, we need more of them. Um, yeah, yeah, I could tell them where where I could send them to the right neighborhood.
0: <laughs> if I if I died at the hands of a serial killer, I'd be happy because it meant something. It wasn't just some yeah. random act of death. It's true. Know? I think it. I think it's neater.
2: Um. You are part of that person's art? I mean, these things.
0: Yeah, these, to, these a, people to a very have, large extent, yeah. I
2: know a lot about serial killers. Like, I just I have every book that I could ever find about them. um dude? Yeah. Magazines. <laughs> I have documentaries. Do you
0: have the trading cards?
2: I didn't know there were. You don't today. have exactly. the
0: serial killer trading so cards?
2: Some do. Yeah. I don't have
0: them. There's one company that does them and there's another company that made them in coffin shape so I have those.
2: (laughs) I, well, I have, where do you get those?
0: Some comic websites I'm sure. It's been so long since I've had them.
2: Well, I I actually, I need some, you know. I have, I'll show you a couple of pieces. I actually have two pieces that I want to put up that have um, a small thumbnail sketch of um, uh, Ted Bundy's uh, morgue picture. Yeah. I'll show you that and then then I have another piece that I did that has um, some little sketches of, of different serial killers in cool. there. And, and and the piece is actually comparing serial killers to people who process meat mm-hmm. and how you know serial killers will get their victims and sometimes they'll like and you know cage them in, in, in a way you know like and keep them pen, pent up and they'll starve them and they'll do whatever they do before they kill them and we do the same thing you know we
0: please don't tell me you're a vegetarian oh absolutely not no, man
2: so. I love meat but it's, it's just you know this
0: conversation is going to go really no 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 I love meat
2: I wear there. cat yeah, okay. bones around my neck Good. Um, I do love meat yeah. <laughs> not real bloody but I, I do like meat it's just you know Um, I always think about how in, inhumane people can be I'm yeah. always really uh inspired by inhumanity, even if I don't like it. But I did do a piece about how we're, you know, we're just a bunch of serial killers we're when all, it comes to... We're like, all hey,
0: animals hey. when you look down to it. And the fact that we can hold that back is the most insane part of humanity. Is yeah. We are we can not kill somebody that pisses us off. Well, like that's, that is, that's when me, you
2: appreciate religion.
0: You, yeah, I guess you're so, like, yeah. thank
2: God they're... There is something in place that keeps a lot of crazy people like I don't want to burn in hell, so I'm not going to kill this person because you know. Oh, there's a lot of things.
0: If I knew there was no religion, there's a lot more I'd do. If I I knew there was no jail, there'd even be more (laughs) things that I would. I would tell
2: uh, you. we should have grown up in the, in, the, in the old west
0: tell me about it later I preach that constantly Yeah, I miss the old west yeah but you own.
2: know what women worked like dogs in the old west you were either a prostitute or you were stuck at home weaving clothes and you know
0: I'm not a woman so I still long for this <laughs> I bet you do I bet you do not that I'm that big <laughs> a misogynist but you know I just, I like the lawlessness. Of the it. Worst, I like, yeah. I like the, that's, I think that's why people nowadays are so excited and so infatuated with uh, the end of the world movies, the apocalypse movies, because they're like, well, shit, then I can do whatever I want. Because there yeah. are more rules than we could ever handle nowadays. And, and they, it's only getting worse.
2: It is only getting worse. Like, the rules just. Uh, Well, you know, we're turning into a a society where this is why, like this podcast, whatever—that's cool. But these people are putting every aspect of their lives Mm -hmm. out there for everyone to look at. Like young people today, uh, talk about narcissism—it's like uh, everyone wants to hear your every, but all of your shit is out there. And if you don't think that somebody may be watching you at some point, um. I I really, I just, maybe it's the old-fashioned part of me, but I just don't think that we're supposed to, like, tell everybody our business and put everything out there. And, um...
0: The only stuff that I put out there is Toronto Manor Well, that's cool. Like, I promote, like, the house and my art that I'm doing here. I don't really care if people know what I ate for the morning. I don't give a shit. Why would I care? What,
2: you don't think everybody else wants to know? Come on. (laughs) Everybody wants to know what Mr. Arm had for (laughs) breakfast.
0: Eventually, maybe, but, <laughs> but uh but I I you know I think like putting out stuff like this and like if you were putting out stuff about your art and you know Velvet's putting out stuff about her, uh, you know her costumery and stuff like that, like that's cool. Right? That's one thing people should do that. But but but, but like, you know you're you paying
2: know, all your bills online and like all of your info is out there.
0: Do you really care though? People I mean, have got what's fired
2: by you know, posting pictures of themselves like yeah. smoking
0: weed at a party or whatever. That's... Well, they shouldn't be posting those things. Well, thing exactly. Like, one,
2: like, this generation is so foolish. As, lo-
0: as long as you're like, you know, up on what's going on and you're not, <laughs> you know, Santa Claus and unaware of this shit, then, you know...
2: I think that you, sh- you, know, you should
0: just know that you shouldn't be posting weird well, pictures. I think online.
2: each successive generation is getting further away from like
0: or get a different real job, truth
2: about stuff. It's just like I mean, yeah. you know, you get on the bus. Like I drive a bus or ride a bus right now because you know my car's broken down, mm. and I just watch everybody on the bus doing that. And I hear little tweeters like yeah. all through the bus, like people sending tweets, and it's like, how is everybody like so narcissistic that?
0: They think that people care. Everybody has to
2: know everything about them (laughs) all the time.
0: I I tweet stuff and I post pictures, you know, and again, it's all manner centric because that's essentially the house is me, you know. So so I do a lot of that stuff and and I don't look at anyone else's like I don't. Scroll Facebook or Twitter, and I think like, who the fuck is doing this? But next to me, next to me, Velda is staring at Facebook for hours (laughs) and looking at other people's things. And so I know people do that. I just like I can't bring myself to give a shit. Yeah, uh, me
2: either. That's
0: I I care about humanity. I just don't care about humans.
2: I I agree. I'm I'm kind of it's like dogs. Like I don't like dogs, but I like individual dogs. Yeah. Like if you have a dog, I won't love your dog, but looking at dogs see I guess I think opposite. dogs are gross I think they're I'm, disgusting and I hate them but... they stink they eat their own yep. shit yep they lick I, each other's ass. I've never stepped
0: in cat shit I've stepped exactly. in dog shit exactly I love cats yeah
2: but dogs and, and, and I like meat. tiny
0: dogs because they're funny see I
2: hate but
0: them. other than that I don't care
2: I know. like if, it, if there's a
0: <laughs> tiny dog I can laugh at that's okay but if it's a big dog <laughs> with his tongue hanging out and it's Shitting and slobbering and dropping a tear on everything. (laughs) No, I don't want to touch you ever. You know, people just know to put their dogs away when I come around.
2: So yeah, I don't know. My sister has a um, a great thing named Daisy, who I just I love her. You know, she's getting old. She's getting ready to to probably die soon. If they didn't smell so
0: bad, I wouldn't be so.
2: They stink.
0: everything about them smells. Everything. Their skin.
2: And there's no shit that smells worse than dog shit. And, you know, you step in it, and the smell, Mm -hmm. and you get it in your car, you can't get it out. Yeah, Yeah, dogs, and and
0: they just... I'm I'm Pet me, pet
2: me, pet me, me, take me for a walk. I'm freaking
0: out about the dog culture nowadays, and the fact that, like, everybody has a dog, or wants a dog, or thinks dogs are great, and wants to wear a sweater with a dog (laughs) on it, and, and, you know, and... I, I can't take it it's getting to me so bad nowadays and my parents caught one recently and it's ruining my life
2: what is it what kind of dog
0: yeah, is it? I don't know it's one of the shitty mixes that's big and and black and, and just like dog shaped you know short haired <laughs> and dog I don't know what the fuck but it barks and it whines and it you know it you drinks its kid, right? it drinks its water like it's you know like it's fucking a giant you know, anus rolling around <laughs> in, a, in a you know, bowl of jello or something. I Not that I don't like anuses. But I
2: agree. Yeah. I agree. But
0: uh, anyway, enough of this. So uh, I'm going to cut this short because yeah, I we think that we've been talking now. for probably an hour, which is good, and I can keep talking. I wish that your daughter would have said more things, but I understand being that age, so it's okay. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, and we're looking forward, Sharon, to your awesome art show I that can't is wait coming up. I'm excited. And this podcast won't do anything to advertise that, but we'll That's try.
2: It right. was fun to do. I've never... <laughs> this is the first one. You know, I've always been an introvert, so... Well, it's you know, it was it's It fun, was fun right? to talk and, yeah. and pretend that nobody else was hearing me.
0: Yeah. This office is good for that. Yeah. So, how do you say your last name? Bergmark?
2: Bergmark, Bergmark.
0: yes. Okay, oh. Sharon Bergmark, we will see you for your opening show I'm sure I'll see you before that but the okay. listeners if they're out there are going right. to see you
2: Thanks for, for your wrong. show
0: and we are going to hopefully squeeze past whatever the fuck tour is downstairs <laughs> uh,
2: we, we will I still I want to take a look at the thing that you're the the octopus it's my favorite oh
0: yeah I'll lead you down to that alright
2: I hope everybody uh, comes to the show come to Trundle Manor it's awesome you'll love it if you've never been here
0: yes Well, there you have it, Trundle Files. I am Mr. Arm, and I would like to thank you on behalf of Velde von Minx, my other half, and myself for joining us for our very first Trundle Cast, the podcast brought to you from the attic of Trundle Manor itself. I want to remind you to visit Trundlemanor.com for all your future Trundle needs, such as being able to book a tour, checking out future events such as uh, Sharon Bergmark's pen and ink drawing um, art show that's going to be showing on April 18th and other future art shows and events that we'll be having. I know that we have some movie nights coming up that are only for friends, but as long as you're a friend of the manor, you're a friend of mine. So feel free to join that if you'd like. Uh, Those are on various Wednesdays. You'll see that online. Uh, I want to ask everyone if they'd like to send in their stories about Turnle Manor and how they got to know us. And if it was a good or bad experience, I don't care. I want to read them on the air so everybody can get the same feeling that you did when you first got to check out Toronto Manor. Uh, send in also cover art if you think of things that would benefit uh, yourself and Toronto Manor as being part of our podcast and show off some of your, your artwork. We'd love to have it. I think what I'm going to do is put some of our younger artists Uh, On the covers for our future ones I know that we have a few good young artists That frequent Toronto Manor Uh, And just to say Our music is from Kevin McLeod from the Computech That uh, same guy Produced some of the uh, Behind the scenes music Of a few podcasts that I started off with That actually started my fascination With such things So make sure to check them out If you need any kind of um, background music for your your events or your cast. Uh, and again, I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope as well that you have a wonderful and weird rest of your night. For Trundle Manor, Valdivan Minx, and the whole Trundle crew, I'm Mr. Arm. Good evening.